On this episode, we talk about the Hall of Fame game of the 2019 season. And I'm Brian. And this is the B&B Sports Show Podcast. All right. So, we got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Denver Broncos in the Hall of Fame football game. This marks the first season for the Falcons as the offensive coordinator, Dirk Cotter, who used to be the previous head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and also Denver Broncos head coach, new head coach, Vic Fangio. So how do you think this is going to play out? Well, man, for pre and preseason, you know, they're going to have a lot of rookie starters. Um, Denver's defense is going to be stout. You know, I don't – Josie Jewell, I think he's going to come off of a pretty good sophomore season, and I think they're going to use him a lot more this season than they did last. Yeah. It should be pretty inter- interesting, to say the least. I know um, Atlanta Falcons brought back uh, Adrian Claiborne. He wants to finish his career in Atlanta, which is kind of odd in my sense because he was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played two seasons for them, got injured, and then went to Atlanta, played three seasons with them or better, got injured, like, the game before the Super Bowl. Of course, they lost to the stupid Patriots. And then goes to the Patriots, win, wins run, one ring with them last season, and then goes back down to Atlanta to finish his career. It's kind of crazy how yeah. everything ends up. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they just kind of feel like they're at home, and that's where they my, feel like that's where they yeah. should retire. And my biggest question for you, though, is how do you think? Or I, I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco probably won't play in this game for the Broncos, but if he does, how do you think he'll play, and how do you think he'll, you know, come out this season under a completely different, you know, organization? Is he? too old is he gonna be you know injured a lot i mean it's it's a lot to tell yeah it's hard to tell in this situation yeah it's it's definitely gonna be a hard one to tell i mean yeah it's a whole new area out there um it'll be the first start and yeah he's been kind of injured and that's how he ended up here well besides the fact that the ravens went with lamar jackson anyways but they always say that <clears throat> Flacco has been pretty strong with his tight ends. And I feel like with this new draft that they picked Noah Fannin, if he starts, I feel like he's going to start right off fresh on the season. Oh, 100%. And he's just going to, he's just going to do well. Yeah. I'm, I was really jealous of uh, them picking him up, but of course we didn't need a tight end. I mean, we're, we have too many damn tight ends, but yeah, them picking up I mean, um, Noah Fant and Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's going to probably end up starting for the Hall of Fame game. So that's going to be really telling on, on how he, he does for them because they're comparing yeah. him to like Peyton Manning of all players. So if they if they got the next Peyton Manning, I'm going to be so fucking pissed, dude. I'm not <laughs> be the luck of the draw. Be uh, luck of the draw. As it turns out. That's just how, how things go because we passed over him. Which is fun, you know. I'm I'm happy with getting Walkins, but 
You know, I mean, the thing is, sometimes there's quarterbacks that you know are athletic and great, but sometimes you just they don't get the right, you know, quarterbacks coach to help them develop in the league, and they just kind of struggle. And a lot of times that they get a whole bunch of different offensive coordinators, quarterback coach. They just go through too much season after season, and sometimes players don't pan out that well. Yeah, that's true, too. It just, you know, like it makes you kind of wonder, though, too, if um, Peyton Manning would ever even consider coming back to the either the Broncos. I'm, I'm sure he's never going to go back to the Colts just because the way that they kind of screwed him over with the whole suck for luck type thing. But um wonder if he would ever consider like going to the Broncos and helping out Drew Locke, you know, with just trying to get him more mentally prepared to play the at the next level and stuff. You know, because if everybody's comparing him to Peyton Manning, who better to learn from than the actual man of Peyton, Peyton Manning, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see them trying to reach out to him. I mean, the who's to say they haven't been working with them now this offseason anyways? That's true. Do you think, um, not to stay on the Broncos, but do you think Matt Ryan's going to have another MVP-ish type season like he did two years ago, or is he still going to be in the slump and never return to greatness like he did before? Uh, I think he might. I mean, they just got Cotter, and, and Cotter – he really was a pass-heavy guy in Tampa Bay, and that's what he said. We're a pass-first team, and I think I don't know. I just I think Matt Ryan is better than Jameis Winston. Oh, hundred um, percent. So I mean, not getting in trouble in the off season. <laughs> I think Matt Ryan, uh, you know, it just sounds interesting because I just he's got Leo Jones. He's got Leo Jones, and then. Uh, I don't know if the do they still have um was a running back Freeman? Devontae Freeman? Yeah. Yep. He's been injured. He was injured last season, so he was pretty much a nothing burger for him last season. Yeah. I think that, that's what pretty much helped him in the, to get to the Super Bowl because you know they had a strong running game and with Julio Jones. The, the tandem the tandem of Freeman and Coleman. Oh Freeman Ooh, and Coleman. Coleman is Coleman is now on my 49ers. Good. That's good news for you, man. Oh yeah. I'm I was pretty excited about that one. Coleman is Coleman's consistently good, I feel. What I don't get is why they would get rid of that one running back that you guys had. I'm having to bring for it now. Uh not Gore. It's um the one that, that replaced Gore. Carlos Hyde? Yeah, Carlos Hyde. They got rid of Carlos Hyde, shipped him off to the Cleveland Browns, and then you know it was on him. I thought so too. I mean, he Colts too, didn't he? He fell through a lot of injuries, but when he was when he was playing, he turned it up, and he was doing good in Cleveland. And then all of a sudden, like the ball to Chubb. Yeah, they had that one game with Chubb. Chubb showed out, and then they're like, all right, we're going to ship you off to Jacksonville. Yeah. And Jacksonville didn't have Fournette and then didn't use Hyde at all. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. I yeah, I forgot I that, that was who they, they 
Yeah, I just don't understand why they wouldn't. Because they weren't getting anything off running-wise, and that wasn't helping Blaine Gabbert's situation. Or not Blaine Gabbert, sorry. Uh-huh. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Gabbert used to play Jackson. Uh, he was drafted to Jacksonville, and then then old yeah. uh, Capper bitch fucking got uh, benched for him <laughs> for the 49ers and started this whole fucking stupid-ass racism bullshit. And then uh, Gabbard ended up on the Cardinals. The, uh, the Cardinals. Yeah. And then, obviously, he's no longer there, and they're going with Kyler Murray. Well, he might be still he might there, be still there because yeah, because they needed him for probably a backup. I think he's going to be coming in quite a bit because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to hold up very well in the NFL. To be honest with you, because if he's if he tries to do that style like he did against Alabama in the NFL, he ain't going to make it much in the NFL. I don't think there's just no way a running quarterback of his size is going to handle those hits. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you always look at Russell Wilson, and yeah, he's a, he's the like, same stature, and he's pretty fast, too. That's true. Which I mean, is I'm, surprising. Hey, I'm all for it. If he can do it, more power to him, but I just don't know. I'm just glad he's not, like, acting like a cocky son of a bitch like Baker Mayfield is, you know. And, I mean, he likes to win, but. I just don't like that cocky attitude or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of Baker Mayfield and the Browns, holy crap, did they stack up this offseason? Yeah. OBJ, you got Jarvis Landry, and then you got uh, that running back, Hunt. You got Chubb and Hunt. I wonder how Hunt's going to do. I just... I don't know. I mean, yeah, they did stack it up, but it's just my opinion is like there's just so much too many drama queens on that fucking team for it to actually coexist, but maybe they could prove me wrong. I mean, they could be a a wild card team in the playoffs this season. I I don't think they're going to have a problem with the receivers. I mean, mean, OBJ and Landry are best buds since, I I don't know, how long? More than best buds. Since before college? Yeah, well, they were they were uh, the dynamic duo and for LSU. LSU, it, yeah. I think yeah. they were they're friends before then, weren't they? I'm not sure if they were friends before that, but I know they were roommates in college. And that's how they kind of got the bond. And then they started doing like their hair together, like almost looking like each other. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's cool though, because I mean, I'll always have like, respect for Jarvis Landry for what he did for my team, but just kind of the way that he went about himself after we traded him, like he dogged on like all the, the fan base and stuff and everything. And I still have his, his Jersey, but I don't, I don't know. I don't have his, I don't have much respect for him anymore just because he talked a lot. I of didn't crap. know about that. Yeah. He talked a lot of crap on the Dolphins fan base and said that Cleveland's way more loyal, which they are. I mean, what else is there to do in fucking Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they have to be loyal because they haven't won nothing in years and years. And yeah. years. 
Oh, Actually, they haven't even they haven't even won the Super Bowl. Nope, never even been to a Super Bowl. But they won like a lot of the AFL ones, or AFL championships, yeah. or whatever. I think they won like tw- not twelve. I think they're like eight eight AFL championships. Could be wrong. I don't quote me on that. But I mean, that doesn't count though, according to most fans. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't really usually consider anything until the Super Bowl era anyways, either. You know, when I was like first starting to become a Dolphins fan and stuff, you know, and I didn't know all this shit until, you know, Google was in play. But did you know that it used to be called the Miami Seahawks before the Miami Dolphins? There was like a, I think it was in 63 to 64 or 63 to 65, I think it was. Um, they were the Miami Seahawks in the AAFL or something like that. And they are only like a, they are only like there for like one season or two seasons or whatever. Then they formed the Dolphins in 66. But yeah, we could have been the Miami Seahawks. I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd probably be a fan of that. I don't know. Something about the Seahawks. I just don't like, I know you don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be weird. I wonder what the 49ers would have been called if they weren't the 49ers. I mean, it makes more sense because it's the gold rush. I mean, they've always been the 49ers, but yeah, what would they have been if they hadn't? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Something California-ish. Yeah, at least. Well, now they could be called the 49ers shit in the streeters. Or the 40, 49er, 49 homeless people. <laughs> okay, I don't want to go like that, but that's pretty bad of me. But, but anyways, going back to the football and everything. Um, I know, let's see. You can talk about whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess, uh, yeah, back to the Hall of Fame game. Uh Pretty exciting, you know. I mean, I know Hall of Fame game isn't like nothing. Like, it's not like going to any accomplishments, accomplishments or anything. I just think the long-awaited off season just to get it over with. Yeah, because I'm just pretty ready to get this season going. Yeah, um, fifteen days, well, fourteen days away now. There's one thing that happens when you get ESPN updates and all that all the time about the 49ers and. Um, being on their fan pages and all that stuff is just they know how to get you pumped up in the off season. They're like, oh, I'm ready to go. You know? Oh, dude, it's like every time I'm like, I don't this year I probably won't do a fantasy football because last year I did and it just like got a little bit too much for me trying to do like I was doing sheets last year too, like uh, like making them for every person like. I don't know, it was probably like 60 people worth of, of uh, sheets or whatever. Like, they would pick it, so then I would, like, figure out what team they rooted for. So if it was, like, let's say 49 or something like that, I would get, like, Joe Montana or Steve Young, and then I would put them next to whoever team that they picked, you know, all 16 teams or, or whatever. Um, and then I would just finish that off and then give it to them, and they would post it on my group or whatever, and 
it was just a long time consuming process. So it's just like, I'm not going to probably do that this year. I just kind of try to take no. it. I just want to relax and watch football. If that makes any sense. Because I have what you done should have done. five seasons. What you should have done is just uh, put a URL link to your page to go to like an NFL.com or an ESPN and do pick them that way. And then. Yeah, but getting people to do that nowadays is like like nobody wants to actually put effort into doing stuff, you know. I mean, we're gonna try it. Me and you are gonna definitely try to do the NFL, either the NFL or the ESPN, whatever it is. Try to do like the pick 'em, and I still haven't. I still didn't find out which one it was. Um, when I talked to my friend Tony, it's like a bracket buster or something like that where. You just go through the whole season, and whoever can, you know, you basically just pick one game and pick one one team or whatever, and and if that team wins, and you go on to the next round or whatever. Oh, I know what you mean. It's like an elimination thing. Yeah, you just it's like pick an elimination one thing. Kind of win. You but pick you one game that's you, and you teams actually. Yeah, and you can't pick and, the same tween team twice throughout the season. Yeah, and and if you. Pick a wrong team, then you're out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, know what I mean, but in case we have any listeners, um, we are going to start doing a pick 'em, and every week we'll give somebody an opportunity to win some money. Uh, as long as we have a decent amount of followers and people that want to participate in it, we would do like a small buy in for each person. Um, that's up for uh, discussion later to figure out where we want. It's going to be pretty low. It's not going to be any more than $5, I would say. And give anybody a chance to win um, some pretty solid, uh, maybe like a gift card with money or just money, whatever. Or we PayPal too. Or PayPal. I think PayPal then, would probably be the best just because that way you're not having to worry about because you know how people are like, well, I don't trust you. I don't think you're going to mail it to me or whatever. And that way, if like if it's in PayPal, you can send it to them, and there's insurance on it, so that you're not going to get screwed out of your money. Like if, say, from some reason you turn into be scumbags or whatever, which intro will never be. But like, <laughs> you know, it's just like if we steal the money, well, you're insured through PayPal to get your money back. So, yeah. but you don't ever have to worry about that. So I think that's the way we'll go. So that way people will feel a little bit more comfortable doing it instead of uh, sending us the I'd also like to do um, everybody's have a prediction of how each of the NFL standings are going to turn out for each division. Uh, they pick whoever they think is going to win second, third, and fourth, obviously, in each division. And the person who has the most – Right, obviously, it's going to win an even bigger prize. That would be good. That would be definitely decent. I wonder, like, should we – I don't know. It's kind of hard to determine when it's this close to the NFL season. We don't know about injuries, like going into mini camps and spring training – or, well, not spring training, but uh, mini camps. Well, I mean, it's going to – we're going to start that like week one, at least a week prior to oh, yeah. week one. 
Yeah, because for the NFL predictions. Yeah, because this it'd be tough to do it now and be like, you know, I'm picking the Packers to win that division, and then first like oh, like let's say week three of preseason, freaking Aaron Rodgers goes down with a leg injury and he's out the rest of the season. Well, you know, yeah, I mean it's it's it'll be definitely like how you would handle fantasy. Even when you do fantasy, you, you wait till preseason over with yeah, obviously I never, I never understood that. draft people, anybody yeah why would people want to do the draft when it's you know week two of preseason you know like I always waited to that final week of preseason to draft because yeah, I you, mean, you, you, who was healthy and who was going to be good to go or if they you, were injured how long they were going to be injured for at least you had like a you know a reserve on your on your bench at whatever point, you know, like how I used to always go after freaking Josh Gordon. They're like, oh, he's suspended for eight games. Well, I'll just put him on my bench, and then he come in and kill it for two games, and then get busted again for weed, and then I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Every time. It did show out, but yeah, I mean, it's it's he stepped away, and then I guess he's gonna try to make a comeback again. I don't know how many chances a person can get. To be honest with you. I don't know either. I mean, I understand it's just weed. I mean, I have nothing against that because I'd be kind of a hypocrite if I did, if I said something like that. But, you know, it, it helps with a lot of pain. It helps with a lot of neuro, neurological issues and stuff, you know, and calms you down and all that shit too. So, I mean, it's not like it's one of the hardcore drugs or alcohol. I mean, look at alcohol fucking... It's, yeah, I mean... I'm not like pro weed or anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti weed either. I I don't care. It's each their own. But I mean, it's definitely not performance enhancing. Fuck no, it's not. If you if you, yeah, if you can't if you don't have an appetite, it'll help with that for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I remember not to bring up old time shit, but it's just like you know, you and me when we were younger, we put. Like you think Deb made like a whole pot of or plate of uh, lasagna or something goulash. Goulash. We ate the whole fucking works. And they're like, what the hell is going on? No, we're just really hungry. <laughs> yeah. God rest her soul. So, yeah. Hopefully they move past, you know, this. I mean, the marijuana issue. I mean, well, they got a good guy. I don't think... They got the good guy, good guys on the job for uh, research with Ricky Williams. <laughs> Him coming I mean, and saying about I can understand, like, PEDs, you know? All PEDs, yeah. That's definitely, like... that. I could see that as an issue, you know? But weed, obviously, is not performance in hand, hand, ugh, enhancing... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, well, they even consider Adderall a performance-enhancing drug because it helps you focus. Well, I mean, if you've been on Adderall your whole life, you know, because you're ADD or whatever it is, that shouldn't be, like, forced against you because you have a disability in a sense. I mean, what what they have against – do they think weed makes you focus more, too? They would rather have you be on fucking 
stupid ass uh, narcotics. Because you know, I mean, depends on how much she smoked. You either could focus really well, or you could be way out of focus. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Her. I mean, that would be your fault, right? I mean, you're the one that would do it, but it'd be your fault if you had a crap game because it got too high. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, what? you know, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think anybody should either. I don't. I really don't either. But it's just like. I understand, okay, let's say, it. I mean, because it is illegal to do it. It's hell, it's even illegal to own it or smoke it or anywhere here in the state of Iowa, but I mean, it's the fact that it's just fucking weed. It's not like it's heroin or something like that. But yeah. I, I kind of get where they're coming from, the NFL anyways, where they say, you know, like, if I was, if, if I was put in their position, okay, you're making millions and millions of dollars a year just to catch a fucking football. I think I would be able to handle not getting high until I was finished with the sport and then in my mansion fucking smoke it up all you want. Why Why? Would, why risk that? Yeah. I mean, I view it the same exact way. I mean, I'd, if it was me personally, I mean, but and I also see why they'd be like, it's a job, it's like a business, your boss tells you not to do it, and you do it. But I mean, the thing I think about though, is that the NFL is not like a job where if you're high, you're putting somebody's life at risk. You know what I mean? You're not like an, if you're an electrician that's hiring a guy working with a group of people, you could kill somebody. 100%. With the NFL, you, you know, if you're high, I don't, you're not going to like, screw up and kill somebody i don't yeah exactly i mean unless you're driving to the game and you like pass out while you're driving but then again yeah but you should don't drive to the game anyways they read either drive a bus or uber or something like that however they get there but yeah i mean it's, i just think the whole whole system is stupid but you know i'm not in there but that's the the whole argument over the whole thing about the drug use is we're not in their bodies we don't know what they're thinking and and the problems that they're having and the marijuana helps them get over their problems or whatever it is and that's if that's the case then i guess you know the nfl isn't for you in my opinion you know that's why i'm saying like i don't how many chances can a person get because this would be what his fourth chance after drugs I don't know. They, the Browns gave him a ton of chances. Well, three chances with the Browns and one with the Patriots. And then now they bring it back, so that'd be almost a fifth chance. I'm not 100% sure he's coming back, but I, it was something I've come across before in some of my readings that he is possibly making his way back. Well, I mean... He can still play, that's for sure. I mean, he proved it last season all the way to week eight, yeah. I think it was, before he finally relapsed. Yeah. And then he just walked away. But then again, it's pretty easy to play in the Patriots' fucking system. You run out three yards and fucking Brady's stolen the ball to you. <laughs> the old five-yard slant. 
That's why I don't understand people like, oh, Brady's the GOAT. No. He's just really good at short passes and having his receiver run 30 yards after the catch. But he depends more on his running back more than anything nowadays. And that, that Their running backs have been good. He got that uh, – God, what the hell is his name? Shimon or something like that. I can't think of his name right now. I mean, I can't, I can't really. I don't. I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't hate on Brady or the Patriots. You know, their organization. I mean, it's the same flack that my 49ers went through in the 80s when they're on top in a yeah, dynasty. Yeah, but you can't really compare the two because the 49ers played back when the game was an actual real man sport. Now that's uh. Quarterback and he cries and they throw fucking balloons. Yeah, I'm, I was just saying that that's what the Niners would go through. People would always accuse them of cheating, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the Cowboys, too, but it's just different eras, you know. And it's just the Cowboy fans, they're a bunch of bitches. So, I mean, if you're listening, Cowboy fans, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Same thing for Patriot fans. You can talk back to as much as anyway. I'm not too much of a fan of the Cowboys either. Uh, it's a it's an old Niners Cowboys postseason rivalries through the '90s. See, that's what I wanted to talk to you about too. If you had to put your top, let's say top three best NFL rivalries. What would be your like your top three? What was that? Like okay, you know how you have uh, top NFL rivalries. Oh yeah. Like back in the day when it was Forty Nineers was the Cowboys or uh, Seahawks Forty Nineers. Now, um, the, the top three rivalry games, like in your, in your opinion, what would be the what would be your uh, the top? Yeah, in your in your opinion. Oh man, there's so many. Uh, it was great with the 49ers Cowboys rivalry. Obviously, I'm sounding a little biased because I'm a Niners fan. Uh, Those are some damn good rivalries. I mean, I remember the, yeah. uh, the middle of the field star. I think it was Terrell Owens ran to the middle. Yep, put put his uh, what did he spike it or did he just put the ball in the middle of the of the star? He went back there a couple times. And yeah, and then they tried, and then they pushed him off. And the one guy ran and crushed after him. Yeah, and then and they then, got in the fight. Yep, and then and Smith, when he scored a touchdown, he ran back to the star and stood there. Like yeah. this. Nah, that's pretty funny that T.O. did that, and I got a kick out of that. Fuck yeah, T.O. was awesome. And then he goes to then, the Cowboys ball team. And he ends up on the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell, man? So that would be your top number one? Or are you starting from three to one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's so much to even think about. It's just, I don't even have really a top three. I mean, obviously the rivalries of every team that's in divisions, uh, the division rivalries. I mean, the Packers and Bears have been – Rivals for how many years? Forever. 
it'll be a hundred years. So, I mean, at least 50, 50 for them, I think, because the NFL is a hundred years old. Because God, what was it? Packers were dominating in the sixties with Staubach. Oh yeah, or not, not Staubach, Bart Starr. Bart Starr, yeah. And then, of course, you have the Bears, who were the monsters of the Midway of the eighties. Well, that was just pretty much two years. If they would have never got rid of uh, Ryan, um, their defensive coordinator, if he would have never went to what was it, the Saints? Like I can't remember. But he, when he left, then the defense just wasn't the same because they could have went back to back Super Bowls. But it just never – I mean, they went to the – I think it was the NFC Championship game, and then they lost. What do you think about the the, uh, the new monsters of the Midway? Oh, Khalil Mack and, and all them? Yeah. Well, they're pretty good. If they find a kicker that they can, they can actually kick a field goal, it'd be all right. Cody Parkey? Yeah. <laughs> now you see why the Dolphins got rid of them. Well, we – on other news, I guess to go back with uh, off-season news, just recently, uh, 49ers extended Robbie Gold. Oh yeah. There was that Fire. talk of him going back to Chicago because he wanted to go home. And people, some of the groups I've been, they're 49ers fans. They're just like they're just mad dogging the guy. Just talking trash, saying, "Why would you want to go back? You're such an idiot." Go away, crybaby. And then it's like, you got to think of it as a business. I feel like he's just using that as leverage to get more money. And he did. And he ended up with $49 million, wasn't it? Yeah. Huh? Wasn't it like almost $49 million that he ended up getting? Five years? No. Could have sworn it was around that, that number. I don't know if it's 40. He did get a five year, though. I could be off by a little bit. But, you know, I mean. He's a good kicker, though. He's a good kicker. And how often is it's just weird nowadays. I feel like the kickers are just not as, they're not as good. No. They're just, it's weird that they miss so much now. It's weird. Well, you notice, well, because they moved it back. What was it, five yards or something like that to the 30-yard line or something? Yeah. 32-yard field goal. Or extra point. I feel like it shouldn't have been. I mean, that huge of a difference. But I think it gets in their head a lot of times too. Four year, nineteen million is what he's got, and fifteen million guaranteed. Oh wow, I was way off. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure it's not forty million. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking too. That's, that's like, way like wide receivers or something like that get so. Yeah. Thank God I don't quote myself on anything. <laughs> but what I was going to say, what I would probably pick for my top three most best rivals to watch on TV that I've ever watched would have to be uh, 49ers, Cowboys at number one. Number two would be the Steelers versus the Ravens. So those two teams play like fucking, like they want to fight the whole time. Yeah, they play pretty hard. And then the third one is going to be the Steelers versus the Bengals. Because those two teams hate each other like nobody's business. 
especially like remember a few years ago when that Burfest or whatever the fuck his name is. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, when he hit uh, Antonio Brown, knocked him out, and then the next year, Juju Juice Mister or whatever ended up taking him out. And then clocked him. What? Clocked him real good. They got fucking shirts made of it. It's freaking awesome. But they were like throwing bottles at Ben Rothenberger when he they hurt his leg or something like that right before halftime. And it was the playoff game. It was the wild card game or something like that. And the fans were throwing bottles at him when they were carting Ben Rothenberger off. I was like, okay, I understand. You don't like, like him or like the team, but that's just disrespectful as hell. How the hell are you going to throw fucking beer bottles on Yeah, him? Don't, don't throw shit. Like... Fans, like, you see videos getting leaked out, and fans just are fucking out of control in the NFL. Oh, dude. At games. Well, then, like, the- people getting ganged up on and brutally assaulted and murdered and killed. Like, what the hell? And speaking it's of the Raiders. NFL game, man. And speaking of the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I like to shit talk as much as the next guy, but... I don't take it absurdly uh, like personal and have to try to fight somebody and exactly. shit. You know, and, and it's like it, it ruins the whole aspect of being a fan of the sport. You know, like I remember, <laughs> like I'm a Blue Jays fan for for baseball, and I know you don't care about baseball, but I seen some of the shit that like when we were doing good and when we were in the um, the wild or not the wild card, but we were yeah we we're one step away from going to the World Series we're playing the Indians and Blue Jay fans were just fucking probably one of the worst people I've ever, like they were throwing shit on the field, especially during the Texas Rangers game, I think that was the uh, wild card game or something like that to, to go into the next series anyways, they were throwing bottles at the players and shit, it's like man, this is like embarrassing me even want to be a Blue Jays fan, just the way that they were treating the players and stuff on the field and stuff. It was just disrespectful as hell. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that is. It, I got to say that um, I went to the uh, 49ers Chiefs game last year in Kansas City. I got to say that that fan base is, it was, it was a pretty good experience. They're pretty well, pretty well nice. Like, it was oh, a pretty cool experience. You're, you're still up I mean, the there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of trash talk, but, you know, that's that's to be expected. You know, it's a, it's a game. That game was pretty yeah. good, too, except for the whole Jimmy Garoppolo going down with the ACL yep. there. I was way up in the nosebleeds, and it was, it was pretty nice of the fans in front of me. They were, like, super cool, <laughs> like – they would like every time the Chiefs would score a touchdown, they'd like jump up in the air and they'd like high five each other. And then every time they turn around and they're going to high five all their friends around them, realizing me and my buddy Jerry are 49ers fans. They're like, oh, but they always apologize. Like, oh, we're not jumping, getting too crazy. Oh, you know, there's always apology. I was like, man, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. You know, you should celebrate. You know, your team's scoring TDs. You're in that. You're in that, you know, experience live at the game. You know, you're feeling it. You're feeding off of that energy. Exactly, man. You should be able to celebrate. Well, and that's... people pissed off that the fan base is celebrating either, you know. And that's what a lot of NFL teams do. Or, well, actually, you know, 
all sports, obviously, since you were just talking about how the Blue Jays are. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, even with my Dolphin fan base, uh, they have a thing that's called the the um, the deep end. It's almost on the – it's like I think it's on the west side of the stadium. And it's a, it's a standing only area. So they stand up the whole game. Well, they had some fucking Jet fans or whatever when they were playing the Jets at home. They had them come in, and they were talking a bunch of shit about them standing up, and they got all the people that were Dolphin fans kicked out of the game for standing up. (laughs) So it's just like you're there to, like, root on your team. You're there to fucking cheer, get loud. They were – Yelling at them because they were yelling at them, yelling at the fans because they were they were being too loud on defense. That's the whole fucking point. You want them, yeah. you want the defense to fucking get you off the field so that you can get the offense back. That's the whole fucking tickets. point of the chair. Tickets miss- expensive, and if you don't yeah. live that, um, if you don't live next to that thing and you have to drive like hours and away, like you should be able to do whatever and have have as much fun as you want. Well, hell, some of them, some of them come from all the way to California. You know, a lot of the people that are in that area, they have season tickets, and they fly back and forth from California every Sunday to go to the game whenever they have a game at home. And Could you like, no reactions at all in the NFL games with fans, like, live? Like, <laughs> they'd be ridiculous. Oh. Playing in front of a live crowd and nobody, like, roots for their home team or, or you know. quiet and dead. Silent. It's against. Be like a WNBA game, you know, when their one fan is like, "Yay!" <laughs> you know, I just, you just, I just gotta say, you should enjoy it. Don't get too buttered about anything at a football game, you know. We're in life itself. It's just yeah. Life's way too fucking short to fucking get it's all bent out of shape over what people say on the internet. Talk a little shit back, you know. Do the friend, the the banter, you know. Exactly. But don't like get so fucking psycho about it that you want to kill somebody over it. Like, why? Why it's not worth you're gonna go to prison for killing somebody at a game in the spur of a moment because you had a f- too much of a fucking rage, or you probably had too much alcohol that turned into too much rage. Like, <laughs> exactly. Take a moment to breathe and think about shit. Well, it's like I'm friends with a few Raider fans. Like, I have a few Raider ad- admins or whatever on my group. And they're telling me all kinds of stories about going to, like, Chargers versus the Raiders games and stuff. And and Charger fans just walk by and, and a Raider fan would just punch them just for fucking – for them looking at them. It's like, what the fuck? You know, I'm not saying Raider fans are just this fucking shitty-ass fan base because – I've seen a lot of what uh, the Eagle fan base does, and the Eagles it's, fan base is probably the worst fan base ever. Yeah, it's everywhere. There's assholes in every every fan base. I mean, I look I look at my Niners, and yeah, there's people's always getting stabbed and shit, and gang jumped, and people guys go missing and stuff, and you know what the I mean, what the hell. Well, and that's the thing, too, you know, like, what's kind of sad, like, wasn't it last year, it was the 49ers versus Rams, 
It was just a fucking shootout back and forth. One of the best games I watched, it was like on a Thursday night football game because I was like, so I do like the, the king or queen of Thursday night football in my group. And it's like a pick them thing or whatever. Anyways, I was like dreading it because it's like, okay, because the 49ers, you know, lost Jimmy Garoppolo, lost a few other, other key players that were down with injuries and stuff. So it was like the Rams were white hot, you know, like coming off. I think they were still undefeated at the time. And uh, they come in and fuck that backup because they didn't have C.J. Beathard because he was injured too. So you had your third stringer in there. And they ended up beating the Rams that night. Oh, you're talking about uh, – I thought you were talking about the 2017 game where they had that shootout where it was 41-39 to the Rams ended up pulling it out. Oh, the one that I watched, they had – because he came in, and I remember because he played at the same high school that Brett Favre played at. Nick Mullins? Yeah, or same college, one or the other, yeah. And so, like, yeah, Brett Favre called into the show. I think it was – I think could have sworn it was last year, but I'm not 100%. 2017 is the one – yeah, they had 41-39. It was Brian Horrier was the quarterback, and still had Carlos Hyde. Okay, so then – can you look it up right now and, and tell me who they played last year and they won? They ended up winning because they had they had the whole interview and shit right after the game with him. Well, because they went the one they had that shootout and then at the end of the season the 49ers won and they're like, oh, it's because they rested their starters and it was the end. And it was much of a shootout, but um, 2019 uh, the Rams. Blew them out in or twenty eighteen, yeah, and blew them out in October, but it was kind of a shootout in December with the Rams still victorious. So, what about the Chargers? Did they, did they play the Chargers? The Niners? Yeah. In two thousand eighteen, did they play them? Because um, I, I could sworn that it was either the Chargers or something like that. Twenty nine, twenty seven, and in September, the Chargers won. Chargers won that game. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. The Niners did with the Seahawks. Um, they won last year, but that was not a shootout. That was <laughs> pretty close. I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to bug me. But there was a big shootout that was in 2017 that was the 49ers for Shrams, and that was the first year of Sean McVay, I believe. Hmm. I hope that, that I don't lose you. I'm trying to look up. It was it's the beginning of McVay and Shanahan. Rivalry, obviously, because they have uh, division rival teams. Let's see here. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. You were kind of out of bed earlier. Oh, yeah, I was looking up. I'm still looking up something. But, yeah, um, 
to go off of uh, Nick Mullins uh, last year. He, I mean, he didn't do too bad. He turned out real well. And the fact that George Kittle's yards after the catch. Sure shit, you, guys, you guys, uh, last year, <laughs> I wonder how your brother took that when you, you guys whooped him 34 to 3. Oh, we crushed him. He was mad or no. That, man. I, I work with wow. a, a Raiders fan, too, and I was just blowing up his phone. Actually, I think he came to the game. He came over, him and my brother, and they both left. I think my brother left at like second quarter, and I think he left after halftime, and I was just sitting there <laughs> laughing the whole time because <laughs> it's like Fort Niners didn't do that great. Obviously, they only won three games last year, but they sure destroyed the Raiders, though. Oh, you might, yeah, they did. You know, you might be right. It might have been the 2017 season. It's just kind of hard to can't believe I don't remember that shit. Here we go. Let me see. Because it was a shootout. Oh, they were on a major losing streak. It probably was that season, but it was they lost. They lost nine in a row. Nick Mullins came off the practice squad last season, 2018. Wow. Yeah, that uh, they had another shootout week three of 2017. It was thirty nine to forty one. They lost to the Rams. Yeah. So weird, though. I remember distinctly. Yeah, I think oh, the the remember. Jaguars forty four thirty three. That was a good one. Yeah, that was when Garoppolo was coming in, and then there's a whole hype surrounding Garoppolo because then they. When we ended up finishing the season six and ten, and then the then the off season, the Grappolo got that huge huge contract, and then then he got injured right away off of a play that he just should have just kept out of bounds. I mean, I, I, you know, I could say yeah. all that, but it's like. I guess I couldn't really put myself in his shoes. He was trying to, he was fighting for the yards, you know. Wow. I did not realize in 2016, you only won two games. Under Chip Kelly. Wow, man. There was some pretty horrendous seasons. Uh, yeah, I'll remember that. The week 12 against the Dolphins, and we ended up beating, beating old Caprifag. And uh, also, uh, very well under Jim Tom Sula either. Damn. Because that was Jimmy Garoppolo's first year, wasn't it? Jimmy Garoppolo's first year was in 2017. That's fucking nuts. Because we went majority of the season with Brian Hoyer. And then went with C.J. Beathard, and then Garoppolo got rid of Hoyer. Hoyer left, and then ended up with Garoppolo and won all those games at the end. And then they ended up 
signing the grappler the contract and then obviously 2018 last year's season he got injured week three against the chiefs do you think that they'll keep bethard for a little while longer because i think they moved him to the third string i think they should and it's not no i mean it's not then they haven't moved him yet they're still working him out with uh Nick Mullins, they're still competing. Just sucks because. I mean, who knows? Like, are we going to see Garoppolo at the start of the season? I mean, he might not be fully rehabbed by then. Well, they're his saying progress, that is. His progress is sounding pretty good, but he might not. I don't know. He had a little bit of a. 11 on 11 reps. How long does an ACL tear fucking take to heal, though? Depends, I guess. I guess it depends on the body and person and how yeah, good you're trained. Did you guys load up on offensive line this in the draft? I, I can't really remember who all you guys drafted. Um, our line wasn't too bad. I mean, we still had Staley and all those guys. But do you, who do you have for a running back now? Who do you have to dump off? We have an extensive amount of running backs. We have Tevin Coleman that we just picked up. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. McKinnon is supposed to be coming off of his injury. Uh, Brita, yeah. who did Pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, I picked him up a couple times for him. I think we still have start. I think we still have Raheem Rostart. Yep, Raheem Rostart. So, oh, it's got East Check too. That's great. Are you doing this off of your phone or are you doing this uh, podcast off of your computer? My phone. Okay. Because earlier, like when I was doing my, my other podcast, I had to reset my phone because for some reason, like my headphones or my earbuds or whatever, wouldn't like, I I did like a 20 minute freaking podcast and it was just dead silence. The whole freaking thing. Like it didn't record anything. So I was like, shit, I don't know if it's going to work now for tonight. So I reset my phone and reset the app. Offensive tackle, Justin Skewell's a new guy um, added to the roster on the line. Well, we ended up getting uh, Kilgore from you guys. He, he didn't even last three preseason. The center or whatever. So we ended up getting that center from Wisconsin. <clears throat> McGlinchey's turned out pretty well. Um, and we still got Weston Richburg, Joe Staley, who is Hall of Famer for sure. He's been a staple of the offensive line for quite a few years with the 49ers now. It all depends. If Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, I think they want to try to keep him more of a pocket pocket quarterback instead of a scrambling quarterback because they definitely don't want to risk doing that again this season. Well, we have the running backs to do it. We have a plethora of backs that are more incapable. I think with the Shanahan scheme is going to be – you know, they're all going to be 
double duty running backs. They're going to be pass catching running backs, and you know, and then you know the workhorse run. We also have Yuschek, who's a phenomenal fullback. He does double duties as well. Mostly does the receiving, though, I should say. I was going to say, because he's kind of like a Carlos Hyde type back where he can catch out of the backfield and run it, too. And he's a phenomenal blocker. That's good to have. Um, Not to get off that subject or whatever, but did you happen to see the Big Ten rankings or predictions for the East and the West this season? Uh-uh. They're projecting that the Nebraska Cornhuskers could be ranked number one in the West, and they got Michigan at number one in the East. So I, high on this coach in Nebraska. Yeah. We're ranked number two ahead of, I think, then Wisconsin's third. So, and then they got Ohio State second for the East. Well, I, I don't understand it. Nebraska's going to be a fucking joke for years. That frost, it was just a freaking fluke. Yeah. Like Florida International yeah. or whatever fucking school was. Yeah, I, I don't but think Nebraska's going to turn around and be that great either. Well, I haven't really drafted, or not drafted, but recruited that many good players. I mean, hell, this is the first season in I think 20 years that a Nebraska Cornhusker player did not go in the first round at an NFL draft. I think they, I think their first player that got taken off the board was in the middle of the third round. If I can remember, right. So uh, it was along with the Cyclones. Cyclones running back um, went to the Browns in the third round. This thing that I'm on, uh, the predictions has Wisconsin winning it and tied for second place, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Maryland, Indiana, Rutgers. What? Minnesota. That's what I was thinking. These guys I'm just gonna... really aren't making any good predictions because Minnesota has not been that great. Minnesota hasn't been good for years, man. <laughs> Time. Trying to see where I can find it because I seen it on. Uh, oh, they got uh, they got TJ Hawkinson on the front. College football news is what I was just on. Oops, sorry. That's absurd. College football news. Your news is jacked. <laughs> Did you um? Trying to see here. The hell did I see it? Maybe it was on the Big Ten. Because it was on the Big Ten network, I think. Pretty sure that's where I seen it. So what do you, how, how well do you think Iowa's going to do, speaking of college? Well, our defense is definitely going to be stout, man. I think that we're going to probably be the top uh, top defense in the Big Ten. Okay, okay here's, here it is. Big Ten it's, network. They got the East. They got the East with Michigan winning the East. Ohio State second, Michigan State third, Penn State fourth, Indiana fifth, Maryland sixth, and Rutgers seventh. 
And then in the West, they have Nebraska winning it with Iowa second, Wisconsin third, Northwestern fourth, Purdue fifth, Minnesota sixth, and Illinois seventh. So that has Minnesota sixth. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's more of a reasonable. That, that's more predictable, yeah. Yeah. And I think Purdue should be above Northwestern because last season they did pretty decent. But they had a little more something to play for last year when uh, – with that kid dying. Oh, yeah, the Purdue super fan. Yeah, that was sad. My kid passing away. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible stuff. It's cool what they did for him, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. I just think that, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. It just it really sucks because... Yeah, it's terrible. All these young kids that have to fight cancer throughout their early years and it's it's terrible. Like you know, you can't ever predict when your time is up, but you just you have to uh try to stay as positive as you can, you know. Uh this website btn.com looks like they yeah this must be the one that you're on they have East Michigan to win Ohio State second Michigan State third Penn State fourth Indiana fifth Maryland sixth Rutgers seventh yep I just sent it to, I sent you the link to your messenger the Nebraska Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois. Voting conducted by Cleveland.com. <laughs> I love my ox, but I think these guys just need to flop that uh, flop that uh, number one and number three of Wisconsin going number one and Nebraska three. Iowa still second. Yeah, I, that's my prediction. I just don't. I don't know. Wisconsin lost a lot of lot of meat on that offensive lineman, and that's what they're known for. Their whole offensive line pretty much got taken up in the draft. We, just, we picked up one of the best centers. We have great. We always have great players. We have good players, and it's just not staying consistent enough. You know. Well, the one that Thank we got, he he hasn't missed a game in three years, and then. Uh, he can play left tackle and right tackle, and, and uh, he's a center, too. I feel like, I mean, Iowa versus Wisconsin, the game, I was, you know, going to win. I feel that way, too. And I think this – is this the final year, or was last year the final year that we were doing Black Friday with, against Nebraska – so I know they said they wanted to make the last game of the season against Wisconsin because, well, let's face it, Nebraska just hasn't been much of a rivalry this, since we started again. We pretty much – they've only beat us once since the rivalry started. And it was like a fucking – I yeah. I think they might have – they might have beat us a couple times before that. Maybe. Since joining the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm gonna have to double check. But I was 
leading it. Well, they they're leading us head to head for um. Um, I think I was going to beat Wisconsin this year. Um, in the game, not record wise. We tend to win games that we shouldn't and lose games that we should win. Like that's how I feel. Like the past few seasons. Yeah, I do too, man. We've but, met them 49 times from the, with Nebraska. Nebraska leads 29 to 17, and we tied three times. The largest victory by Nebraska was 57 to nothing in 1980. Yeah, that's the that's total history, though. That's not since I've been joining the Big Ten. No, I know. I'm just going with it. Uh, current win streak is Iowa. From 2015 to 2019. So four years in a row we've beaten them. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Nebraska moved to Big Ten Conference. The teams have played annually on Friday following Thanksgiving started in 2011. The game was referred to as the Heroes game, and then the Heroes trophy was awarded to the winner of the game. But the thing about Iowa, I can say, is they sure knew how to develop NFL talent. Oh, no, definitely, man. Okay, since 2011, Nebraska won the first game 20 to 7. 2012, they won the second game 13 to 7. And then we went to Lincoln in 2013 and mopped the floor with them, 38-17. to 17. Then they came to Iowa in 2014 and beat us 37-34 overtime. And then the last three, three or four games, we beat them. So we won five. They won three. So we're five and three since they came to Nebraska – or since Nebraska came to the Big Ten. Wow, 2017, we whooped them 56 to 14. <laughs> that was in Lincoln, too. Oh, that had to have been funny. They're home. Yeah. We're gaining on them, though. They're 29 and 17 and 3 overall. Beat them again this year, too. Oh, I think so. I don't like to be like a cocky, arrogant fan because there's a lot of them out there. But. I just have faith in my team, and Kurt Ferentz, he knows what he's doing when it comes to, to coaching football, you know? So I just think that they're due for a Big Ten championship this year. It's do or die. You know, I, I already know that. Um, it's, what for Kirk Ferentz? What? What for Kirk Ferentz? Well, just the team itself, it's, you know, we got kind of screwed out of that Big Ten championship against uh, Michigan State. I think his knee was down before he crossed the line on that fourth down play. And and I knew for a fact that two of the offensive linemen were already offsides before the play even started, and he never blew a flag or nothing. Now, that sounds like a bitter fan crying over the results. I mean, I understand that, but it's just like when you see it playing its day, they did the replay, and like, yep, he moved before the ball was even snapped 
and they never called nothing, and they just let them score. Like I think that's what the defense kind of gave up on the play because they seen the, the offensive lineman moving, and they ran in for a touchdown and never stopped it for a review or nothing. Yeah, every game there's going to be some shady calls in a lot of games, especially ones that are, uh, you know, where everything's on the marbles, everything's on the line. Well, then we went to the Rose Bowl and shit the bed against Stanford, losing to Cameron McCaffrey or whatever. Chris McCaffrey ran all. That guy is stud. Dude. That's one thing that the Panthers got that I wish that we had, like a decent running back. You're a badass when you are starting over Barry Sanders Jr. <laughs> oh, I know. That's crazy. That's I wonder crazy. what ever happened to him. He ended up transferring out of Stanford, and I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard much from him. I doubt he was anything like his daddy. Sometimes well, it's just the last name. Yeah. Well, it's just like I was telling you too about like Frank Gore's son, uh, Frank Gore Jr., I think is his name. And he's saying that I think he's going to be better than me. Like, as Frank Gore was saying that, that he's going to be better than him eventually because he's a lot bigger, taller wise, and he's just more where Frank was more of a north-south kind of running back where he would just go up the middle and just ground and pound type of thing, kind of like a Sean Green would do. But um, this kid, he's more versatile where he can juke people out and spin moves and does a bunch of crazy shit. Like I watched a couple YouTube videos of him. So like a bunch of uh, college teams are, are really high on him to recruit him. Like they want him to go to Miami again to be a hurricane. So we'll see, I guess. Nothing ever happened if Barry Sanders Jr. They it's supposed to be Barry James Sanders. But yeah, nothing he didn't even get drafted. That's crazy. He must, he must not have been very good. Well sometimes you just get that that mentality, you know, like I don't want to live in my dad's shadows, so why do I want to try, you know? Yeah, it's because they'll be always comparing him. This is the same thing that happened to Montana's sons. Like, they played high school football, and that was it. They didn't go off for college or nothing. Or maybe they did go off for college, but they didn't want to do college or didn't want to be a professional football player like their dad because it's just a lot of a lot of hype to live up to, you know? Yeah, it's a huge, huge you have, hype. You have the greatest quarterback that ever fucking lived as your dad. There is nothing that you could do to overshadow your dad. Oh, okay. Let's do let's do some uh, top uh, few positions. We'll go with the top few positions. Who do you think? And I think you pretty much answered it. Uh, obviously, who do you think is the best quarterback of all time? Well, Joe Montana, hands down. And it's I so agree. weird because. It's so weird because when we were younger, man, you and me would fight left and right about fucking Dan Marino being better than, than Joe Montana. Only thing I have to say is Dan Marino is probably the best all-around passing quarterback, but Joe Montana was like the most clutch 
and when they needed a touchdown to win a game, fucking he stead on like he could lead the field and he could fucking win a game for you. Come so cool for nothing. Fuck. That dude had fucking oh. I gotta say Dan Marino is a pretty badass quarterback. For never winning a ring, yeah. I feel like he's definitely the best Dolphin player oh, in yeah. history. Oh, yeah, 100%. Dude. There ain't nobody better. I mean, they always try to say that, you know, like Brian Greasy or whatever. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, they did have the perfect season, but I mean, Dan Marino's the man. I mean, it's, I mean, things didn't go out his way, you know. If he, I think if he had a, had a better ball, running, but... yeah, if he had a better running game, like it's always the what ifs type scenarios, you know. Yeah. What if he had Ricky Williams back then? Well, I, he might made a made the playoffs a few more times, but I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to hard to determine how they would do. I mean, they had a pretty good defense back then, but Dan Marino okay. was beat up. So, and I just seen this poll. Um, that they've asked, and then you read the comments. And this one is, who do you think is the the best running back of all time, the greatest? Oh, God. If I had to pick, I would say it would be Walter Payton. Walter Payton. That's a good choice. Me, I would say Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders? I love watching that guy so much that my cousin Mike thought I was a Lions fan because I was a huge Barry Sanders fan. I was always a Niners fan, but I was a huge Barry Sanders fan. Watching that guy, it's electric. Well, yeah, and that's that was a cool thing too because they would uh, they would always play. The Lions always play every every Thanksgiving. I think almost like the same with the Packers, but it may have changed up over the years. But the I know the Lions always play on. On uh, Thanksgiving, his, his elusiveness and how much he had in the short time he played. If he would have continued playing, I mean, he was injured or anything, he could have broke Peyton's record. Oh, I think so too. Well, you got he would have crushed it. And then he considered too. And then, with, sorry, go ahead. And then they're like, "Oh well, Emmett Smith broke it, but look how long it took Emmett Smith." And plus, look at Emmett Smith, who he had as an offensive line. Like yeah. the Cowboys always had a great offensive line. The yeah. Lions were Barry Sanders, and that's all they were throughout exactly. the years. Exactly. They didn't have nobody. The man's you know? phenomenal. Yeah. I, that's why I was saying. Because they had the episode, I, remember, I don't remember. I was watching something, and it was Ashton Kutcher, because he's a huge Bears fan, right? And they were playing, it was the Cowboys versus yeah. the Bears, and he had box seats or whatever. And Emmett Smith was sitting down there, and he was sitting up up top or whatever, in the same general area as Emmett Smith. And they were just kind of sitting there watching the game. And then his buddy's like, "Go ask him, you know, like he wanted to know, like who do you think is the best running back of all time?" And without even missing a beat, Emmett Smith said Walter Payton, right off the bat, like didn't even fucking flinch, like he's yeah. that. But. You have to consider it too. A lot of all the running backs do. I think if Barry was asked the same thing, Barry would say either Walter Payton or maybe Emmer Smith. Barry never gave himself the credit I think he deserves. I mean, he does, but I mean, he obviously thinks that there's 
better players than him. Um, but that's what makes you know a great player even greater is when they don't brag about their own selves. They don't have to say that they're the greatest of all time. You know, very humble of him. You know, he's a very humble person. And that's another thing too. Like how many how many times can you say that a player like Barry Sanders would quit in his prime? I mean, it was yeah. like Michael Jordan quitting basketball to go play fucking baseball for a couple of seasons. I think it's because the fact that the Lions wouldn't let him go and he wanted to go to better team. I think. I mean, that's my speculation. I don't know if that's true, but they wouldn't let him go. Kind of like it was a contract dispute or something that he wanted more money or something, and they said they weren't going to pay him that or something. I think they just wouldn't let him go. I think that's. Uh, what happened to Megatron is they yeah, wouldn't release him, so he retired. And then they were talking about him coming back, but the Lions still had his yeah, contract. Until 2021 or something like that. Yeah, they weren't going to let him. They won't let him come back. That's, he's, that's he's too old. You know, there ain't no way in hell he can compete at that age. I think he'd be 36 at that time. That's not that old. I mean, it is old, but it's not super old. wide receiver in the NFL, it's really old. That's like, might as well. How old is Randy Moss, though? Randy Moss was at least 30, what, 39 when he retired? Yeah, but he was also with the Vikings and I can't remember. Randy Moss was with everybody. (laughs) The Vikings, the the Patriots. Okay, now we're talking about that, too. Me, personally, for the sake of like injuries and stuff like that. If it wasn't for injuries, I also think that Bo Jackson probably could have. Yeah, Bo Jackson. Watching his highlights, oh my god, he's a monster. You don't get a video game after you and not be a badass. The 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 one that just kind of stands out. You know, he's just he's got some crazy highlights. Well, that and, you know, like him playing multi-games with baseball, flipping back and forth from the Royals to the – or no, he went to the Chicago White Sox too. Double sport all-star. Yeah, um, same, same with uh, Deion Sanders. Bo was, Bo was a legend, and he still is. Yeah. I, I always – ended short, but – And he ended up fucking up his knee, wasn't it? Like a de- it had detached or something from his leg. Yeah, terrible. He was a powerhouse monster. He's well, you just can't. You know, you can never predict that stuff. But you know, if he, I don't think if he ever would have got injured, I think he would have just blew past Walter Payton's record, and I think he would have just probably been one of the top running backs of all times because nobody could bring him down. You know, he was just like plow you over and just kept going, and he was pretty much all the Raiders had back in those days. Because then, wasn't, well, he guess he played. Uh, he was, they had some pretty good. Well, they had, well, they had, because uh, um, I don't know if that was the same time as they had uh, Marcus Allen. They had Marcus Allen, yep, with Bo Jackson. They had, they had Tim Brown. Um, wasn't it uh, Kenny Stabler was their quarterback at the time, too? No, the Jay Schrader. Okay, so that was before that then. Or, yeah, he was – Kenny Stabler was before. Before Shader. He's – Yeah. Stabler's in the 70s. That's true. That's, I'm thinking way back then. Uh, because I got a Kenny Stabler um, 
that highlight everybody it sticks in everybody's mind where old uh Bo Jackson bowls over Brian Bosworth. The oh, boss. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. You know, for as famous as that guy still is, Bosworth, it just blows my mind of how short lived that guy's career was. <laughs> he just Well, he was an asshole, man. Yeah, he's from the college. He stood out from the college and then just nothing. And I think he did pretty decent, but it's been since I've actually thought about this, but maybe it's maybe it's Bo Jackson mows him over and that just pretty much ended his career. (laughs) Yeah, because Bo Jackson played for both the Royals and the White Sox, 1986 and 1994. Wow. That's fucking crazy, man. Double sport athlete. Yeah, he's speaking of that. Then you got old Neon Deion Sanders. Who would you consider the best – Corner in the game. Cornerback? Yeah, cornerback. Right now? Like players now are off time. What do you think? Are you no, are you saying of all time or right now now, playing in 2019? Corners? Uh C B, you know, cornerbacks. Yeah. No, I know I heard Oh, I thought I thought you said running back, sorry. No, I thought you were saying of like of all time or you well, know. of all time it would probably be Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is pretty phenomenal. The best, I think I don't know. There is some good corners now. Um still playing. I mean, Darius Slay is pretty good. Uh Patrick Peterson. Yeah, he plays for the Rams now, doesn't he? Who? Patrick Peterson. No, you're thinking of you're thinking of Marcus Peters. Oh no, I was thinking of uh, there's Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib there on the Rams. I was thinking of. Yeah, Patrick Peterson plays for the Cardinals still. AJ Bouye. To me, I think. I mean, I'm trying to. Who? I think AJ Bowie and Jalen Ramsey are good too. Yeah, Ramsey's definitely good. If I had to pick, I'm, I'm trying not to be biased, but Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl last season with eight eight interceptions, two run back for for a touchdown. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I mean, and he just signed a pretty good deal. Rashad Jones was pretty good too, but he's a safety. But he's getting yeah, old. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to pick one. Uh, Make a fit, Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to be something special, dude. You got to keep your eye out on him. We drafted him number one two years ago in the draft, and he showed up pretty good. I mean, I'm not too key, keen on fucking Alabama players, but he pretty much impressed me from the get go. Yeah. I'm just praying to God. I mean, I don't know what the big fixation is with that fucking Tua, Tula 
whatever from Alabama. To Segovia, Togovia, am I saying that right? But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand the fixation that Miami Dolphin fans have. Like, oh, we need to lose all of our games so we can draft Tula. It's like, who the fuck? There's a guy that's starting to get on the radar, and I feel like he's been pretty much – they have double uh, – double – Double quarterbacks that are playing a lot, and it was kind of odd to me. But I feel like this kid could be pretty special turnout, and that's Jake Fromm from Georgia. Oh, yeah, I heard about that one too. That's a guy to look at. I've seen a lot of his high school highlights, and dude was pretty solid QB. My, and he's in, pretty- my opinion, in my opinion, I would, if I were the Dolphins, I would probably play the season the way it is depending on if we win or lose or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I would try to stay with one quarterback, whether it be Josh Rosen or Ryan Pass or Pick or Sacker Pick. <laughs> yeah, Sacker Pick, I mean. <laughs> um, we have Jake Rudock, too, on our team now, too. <laughs> yeah. Did you, know Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. That's crazy, though, but that's kind of pisses me off because they only say it's like Michigan quarterback. It's like, motherfucker, you played three years for the for the Hawkeyes and you only played one season for the fucking Michigan Wolverines. This is weird. I mean, I guess I could see it that way, but I don't understand why the Cardinals cut out Rosen. I thought for sure they'd give him more of a chance, but I guess if Kingsbury wants to come in fresh and wants a fresh start. Well, and, and yeah, he said straight up that if I was an NFL coach, I'm gonna. I would draft Kyler Murray number one, and it's like yeah. that's basically saying like, "Oh man, you have no faith in your quarterback." He talked talk about it so much about having Kyler Murray, and then they tried to downplay like, "Oh, he's not really. They're not really gonna get him. They're probably gonna draft somebody else, not Kyler Murray. They'll probably get Nick Bosa." And it's yeah, like. It's like no, we, we know that he's after Kyler Murray. He's been vocal about that for a long time. He recruited him in college, but then didn't yeah. get the chance to because he ended up going to Oklahoma. Yeah, and he didn't really do shit for Texas Tech, so I, so I don't think so. I don't understand like why they're making such a big deal about him. It's a whole lot different ball game when you go from the college level to the NFL. I yeah. mean, it's night and day difference. So I don't know how the hell he's going to think that a college type scheme is going to perform well on the NFL level. Some of the the overhyped QBs just kind of dudded and just kind of set a trend that nobody's excited about quarterbacks much. Well, okay. They are, they are and they aren't, you know. Speaking, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, that uh, Dwayne Hoskins or whatever. Um, that the yeah. Redskins picked up, like everyone, all the Dolphins, like, oh, the fucking Dolphins franchise is racist. They don't want no black quarterback. It's like he just reminds me of uh, who was that one fucking quarterback that played for the Raiders? That that black, not not Jamarcus Russell. What pick Adam was the Dolphins? Or seventh or twelfth, one or the other. Maybe picked twelfth this last season. Why? 
Well, I was just trying to figure out. They're 13th overall. What was the Redskins? 12th? No, they were after us. Because we picked the defensive 15th overall. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe we passed on him. You know, like, because I know the the Giants fans were all pissed off when they picked up that Daniels. Haskins only have, like, one solid season. Just, just... Yeah, for Ohio State. And he wasn't even really that great. I mean, I looked at some of the highlights. It's like, we kicked, we kicked, uh, well, we, we didn't kick his ass because he wasn't there then. We beat he, up on... he did throw a lot of touchdown passes, though. He did. But yeah, but it was against teams like Indiana or fucking Maryland or or Rutgers, which who the fuck doesn't score touchdowns on those teams? But yeah, it's just you can't base, well, you can't you can't base everything off of one fucking. Team. I mean, hey, yeah, it's just if you played consistently every single year for four years. Then I'd probably be more like his look on his face and the way he carried himself at the draft just bugged the shit out of me. Thank you, Campbell. Better What's his last name? The quarterback. No, what? Paris Campbell is wide receiver. No, I'm talking about a quarterback. Used to be for the Redskins. Last name was Campbell. Oh, a long, long time ago. Yeah, a few years ago. It's been out of the league for probably a couple of years. It was right before RG3. I'm having a fucking brain fart. I hate it when that happens, don't you? I can't think of his name either, but I know who you're talking about. But just the way that Haskins just conducted himself just because the Giants passed over him. I mean, it was funny how they picked Maybe they saw something that we don't, I guess. It, just, I didn't imagine that. That Jason Campbell. So high. Did but, you hear me? Yeah. Jason Campbell. He was drafted by the Washington Redskins in the first round in 2005. Then he was... Uh, he's playing for the Cincinnati Bengals behind the one redheaded dude. Yeah, Jason Campbell. That's what he reminds me of. He's just another Jason Campbell. Yes, it's kind of funny that they, the Giants ended up drafting Daniel Jones. So I, <laughs> nobody expected that. But they passed on Kyler Murray. And that's I think who, he heard about that's that. Who Eli Manning wanted to have take over for him. But he was like, he's like, well, I think he thought he was just a lot better than he just to do his own horn too much, I think. You know, he wanted to be up there right after Kyler Murray got drafted or something. You know, he wanted to get picked right away. Well, he was mad because he said that he wanted to be the first first overall draft pick. But it's like, like you got you got picked in the first round. Who cares? Get over it. Like you're not that bad off. You got drafted. Who cares? I'm just thinking that the Miami Dolphins dodged the bullet. I'm thinking about. They're gonna throw him out to start, you think? How oh, soon yeah. do you think? Well, they have to. 
They have to because they don't have a quarterback now because with the Alex Smith going down with that horrific injury, that leg injury. Okay, like I said, they don't have a quarterback. (laughs) I'll say that in front of a Vikings fan. They think he's. Well, he he loved them to one playoff game, but. And Kirk Cousins coming in. You know, I don't understand. No, Kirk Cousins is good. You know what's this is the Vikings fans were so pissed off because they didn't go to the playoffs and they didn't have such a great year. But uh I feel like wasn't it the year that Case Keenum was there, they had the seventh ranked running rushing. And then yeah. like twenty something this last year. I mean yeah, the running game completely dropped out. That you don't think that had something to do with it? They don't understand that. You don't have a rushing game, and they, all you do is pass. Of course, they're going to expect you to pass. Yeah, well, they've got brought in a passing quarterback because Case Keenum couldn't really really throw the ball as well. I'm pretty still high on Kirk Cousins. I think he did pretty solid last year, considering all the crap that had been fans have been saying about him. I just don't think he's worth the money that they paid him because they're not leaving a whole lot of space left for the re-signed Stefan Diggs. It's pretty much the Stefan Diggs show there. And, I think, uh, and I think as they fix their running that they will go far if they fix their running. Well, they have a good running back out of fucking Florida State and then Dalvin's was it Dalvin Smith or Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook, yeah. Never really recovered from it. Yeah, well he didn't really get much of a starting chance last season. But they, they brought in that one running back. A lot last season. It was the year what? before pretty sure that he had he did pretty good and then got injured and then he was just didn't really bounce back last year. Oh. oh, I can't think of his name. That's what sucks. I mean, 2017, he started off strong, and then... Then he had that ACL tear. And that just, you know, took him out. Well, that's so... It's kind of tough for a running back to... ACL tears are terrible. Oh, yeah. To bounce back. Yeah. It takes a few years. I mean, he might be back. I'm I'm more impressed with Adrian Peterson still being able to go out and play. Came back and did pretty damn well for Redskins. Well, they still they signed him for two more years. Mm-hmm. So, I think they picked up another running running back, didn't they? I believe they had to have. He's what is he like? Fucking thirty six, thirty five. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Peterson, they had was a goose or guys. They had guys. I think he's yeah. kind of, I think Chris Thompson didn't turn out as hot. Oh, they'd picked up Bryce Love. Oh, okay. You know, I and he was injured too and that kind of hurt his draft stock. I think he I think he would have been I think he might turn out pretty decent in the NFL. He's had some good runs. 
trying to think now. Hurts my head when I think sometimes. <laughs> but I know that uh, that Hawkins and tore his ACL on his last play. For what's the ACL there? And that hurt his draft stock. Bryce Love. Oh, okay. Stanford. Now, see what I would do, like I said before. Um, if I were the Dolphins, I would play out the season like the way it is, not draft a quarterback, just build up your off- our offensive line because it is absolute trash. See how Josh Rosen does this season because we got him for four years no matter what, and we got him for cheap, or at least two years anyways. And then if we can't – if he isn't the quarterback for the future, then we will probably draft that quarterback from Clemson in the next couple of years or the coach. I think you guys need to get a receiver oh, we got plenty of receivers, but we're getting a little old now. The Albert Wilson, yeah, if he comes just... back as good as he did last year, fuck. Good luck catching him. Yeah, him and, and uh, Grant are probably the two fastest uh, wide receivers <laughs> in the league right now. I mean, Stills and Parker, oh, Parker. only have like. I was so pissed when they let us let him come back. Well, he's fucking Mr. Injury Prone, but he just didn't like Ryan Tannehill, so he he would sit out for a couple of the games like, and they didn't even know why. I think I had had a lot to do with Adam Gase. Adam Gase was such a fucking like I was so high on him for like two years or whatever. Yep, you told me. I'm eating my words now. And I was just like I, I was more shocked because I didn't honestly think that they were gonna fire him. I thought they would at least give him one more year, but it was just a, you know, one thing after another. I think them bringing in fucking Jay Cutler is what pretty much killed his job. He probably would have left anyways because the Jets ended up. I think the you think the Jets would probably have snatched him away anyways. Gase, regardless of the Miami. <sighs> Wanted. I don't know. I mean, he he was actually talking to being the head coach for the the um, Cardinals before the Jets came in and got him. I think they think that they're going to get some inside information, but it's a completely different scheme now because Brian Flores is a ninety eight or whatever the fuck three sixty different fucking or one eighty difference in him he's a defensive minded coach where Adam Gase was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer well looks like he was whispering to someone that was deaf most of the fucking time because nobody was that's for sure they touted him as a quarterback whisperer because of Peyton Manning who is Peyton Manning I mean come on that guy was great I knew that guy was still going to have be solid even when the even when the Colts did him dirty and yeah. let him go because of the injury, I was like, Peyton Manning's still good, and he's still going to he's gonna bounce back from that injury. And he did. And Top I knew five quarterbacks, go. Yes. yes. Top five quarterbacks of all time? All time. All time. Or now, in the league now? Shit. Uh, Joe Montana, obviously, number one. Uh I, I guess I don't really necessarily have a rank of 
I don't really necessarily have ranks for the rest of them. Uh, they could be in any order. I mean, I can't, I can't, you're going to hate this, but I, I got to put Tom Brady in the mix. I, I knew you'd I hate it. I don't have, well, even you're if a Dolphins fan. fan, he still wouldn't yeah, be top five everybody. in my picks. Uh, you know, because uh, you got, for me, I got Joe Montana, I got uh, Peyton Manning, number two. Dan Marino, number three. Brett Favre, number four. And then number five would probably be uh, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw is good, yeah. It's hard for me to think of at the moment. You know, I don't really my fault too. We, five. we should probably I discuss would... some of the shit that we're going to talk on the show before we do the show, but it's trolling it. Oh, Joe Montana always will be the number one. Tom I don't give a fuck. Manning. Oh fuck! I didn't even think Drew about Drew Brees. So he's only bit. Well, he's still one of. Yeah, fuck. Okay, I'll switch out. I'll, I'll switch out Brett Favre for Peyton Manning, or uh, I mean Drew Brees. Sorry. You know, it's kind of, kind of, it's, it's off topic a little bit. Not really off topic. It's still relevant with Drew Brees. You seen these oh, Madden yeah, ratings? But I didn't see anything for the quarterbacks, so. Oh, yeah. To see the who they have for top quarterbacks. They have Patrick Mahomes rated number one overall. One good season. Yeah. I think he's going to have a huge falling off period this season. That's the, how you think he's going to have the second year – teams will be able to to you know prepare for them better like last season they didn't have much film on them now they have a whole season of film on them how well is williams going to turn out i wonder you know because they lost hunt and hills suspended probably at least eight they games are gonna, even though that the girl made up the fucking whole thing and they have it on film or recording anyway that that Hill's ex girlfriend or girlfriend now or whatever was lying about the whole thing that she's the one that broke his arm. Yeah, that she broke on his recording. arm on purpose so that, um, you know. Yeah. I guess I didn't hear that part. It man. was just recently. I must have missed it. But then again, it was from like Arrowhead News or some shit like that. So. I this weird, you know, he was in trouble for oh, fighting with her before. Of like beating her up and beating up his ex girlfriend before, before this one. So I mean, he's kind of yeah. They got Rivers and Andrew Luck what? over Drew Brees. I guess they have Luck and Brees at ninety two. Those Madden ratings—they don't mean shit. Yeah, Brees hit. Brees. Is- Amazing quarterback. I've always yeah. liked Drew Brees too. I'm not a Saints what fan, but I am a Drew Brees fan. Nick Satan would have never fucked us over and picked up fucking Dante Culpepper over fucking Drew Brees. Are you kidding me? Brees has always been my go-to yep, fantasy quarterback. Him and Aaron Rodgers. I picked up Andrew Luck last season because I knew he'd have a decent year. 
but I want to. I wish I would have known about Patrick Mahomes because my buddy Carlos, which you talked to the last time we had one of these little podcasts, he picked up Patrick Patrick Mahomes, and I'm just like, why the fuck would you pick up a quarterback you don't know what's going to do? He's like, oh, dude, I I see him in college. I know he's going to be good. Like, fuck. It's pretty. Yeah, the hell. Like Gruden. one of those games, he had like a five five touchdown. Gruden was huge on him, and he ended up being pretty well throughout the whole. <laughs> you remember watching the Gruden camp? Oh, was it a Gruden was, camp or whatever? Yeah, it was, where he uh, take quarterbacks. I can't remember like former fired coaches of the NFL. That's what he called it. He'd taken. He'd talk about these, uh, all the quarterbacks, and he was huge on Patrick Mahomes. And was, wasn't it Mitch Trubisky that didn't nope. know what a hard count was? <laughs> no, I don't think he still does. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. He's like, "Show me what your hard count is," and he case. <laughs> it was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before he got drafted. That's that just tells you how stupid the fucking Bears franchise is. I, you know, he didn't turn out too bad. And you know, it was the way they went down. I thought it was hilarious. But thinking about it now is how Trubisky ended up turning out better than how the, what the Niners yeah, that's got. True. Foster obviously Foster. was. He's a oh, solid player, but he just couldn't stay. He couldn't stay. Yeah, he couldn't stay on children. And then he uh, went to the Redskins, and then I guess yeah, he's out yeah, for the year that. with a serious First, injury. Uh, couple, couple uh, it's crazy. practices for spring training. He fucking went out with a severe injury. I mean, I just I understand that that girl – that caused all that shit with them, you know, with the Niners before that almost costed them the team before. And he, you know, ended up her lying about everything and then he got acquitted. But then he's still dating her. Like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? Did she almost ruin your career? And then you went back with her because she was there with him in the hotel in Tampa she Bay. Has, she must have some killer pussy up, or something. <laughs> And then he got released by San Fran. No pussy. No pussy is worth it. These guys think that way, though. Like, oh, I don't want to be alone or whatever it is. Fuck. He can get so much pussy with being an NFL player and he making all that money. Hire a fucking prostitute. If you're that desperate, who cares? You rich. You get an opportunity to just, you know. Play what you've worked your whole life to do. You know, you worked your ass to be an NFL. Over a girl, that's stupid. Same thing with Josh Gordon and marijuana. Uh, Yeah, but but, but having a chick isn't illegal. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like two different things, though. You know. Weed shouldn't be a problem in the NFL. I was going to ask you, what is your thoughts on the Raiders this season? Is a girlfriend beatings should be frowned upon and should be 
suspensions. It should be. Yeah, what are you, what how, what's your Raiders? opinion on the Raiders this season? Is John Gruden going to finally turn them around, or are they going to continue to slump? I mean, I don't think them hiring or bringing in uh, Antonio Brown is really going to change a whole lot, in my opinion. Is there, they still have Derek Carr as a quarterback, I think it would. so until they get rid of that fucking bum, I don't think they have much of, a, of an offense. Yeah. Maybe he's going to make everybody look great. Um, I'm not high on Derek Carr either. Oscar, um, but they, they just drafted a, a rookie running back that's supposedly pretty going to be pretty good. They're high on him. Jacobs, I think. I just remember is. Raider fans at the draft when they were like drafting players and stuff. They're just like, who? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> First round draft pick and they don't know who the fuck the player is. Nothing. Oh, uh, showing it on the fucking video because they did the same thing with the Giants fans and then the Raider fans too. Uh, they drafted Cleveland Farrell first, but the word is that supposedly that they're gonna go after Nick Bosa. Didn't pick him up, so they drafted Farrell and then Josh Jacobs, who everybody's pretty high on. Uh, they think he's going to be a stud. He had pretty good, you know, pretty good college. Hey, do you remember games. Um, it was a while ago that Chris, that 49ers fan that I was, I'm friends with, I guess, and he was talking shit about the 49ers or something like that about uh, – them bringing in Nick Bosa, he's a fucking racist and all this shit because he's a Trump supporter and all that shit. I just thought that was the funniest shit yeah. ever. Because it's like, you know, I can't remember. I think it was like a discussion between 49er fans. Like, some of them were like, I'm not going to be a fan if he's going to be on the team. It's just like, you're loyal to the team. You're not loyal to just one fucking player. You know, uh, yeah. Like you don't have to like. Like when me, I, I liked, I liked uh, the and Sue when he first came on the team, but after two seasons, I was like, Shh, get him off. He fucking sucks. He ain't doing shit for it. Yeah, I always. Yeah, no matter if if it's somebody I despise, ends up on the 49ers I'm still gonna love yeah, the Niners. I'm not gonna the like team. the player. And that's that's another thing. Like a lot of a lot of. These younger fans understand. See, there's a lot of crap that popped up about Bosa too because they're like, oh, he's supports Trump, he's racist, and I think he like was like liked some guy's post on Twitter, and the guy happened to be like a racist guy or a clan member, or something. Oh, I don't think it was a clan the, member. The like, flag. He's like. Racist or something. I don't remember the full story, but he, he just liked the guy that happened to be, or uh, liked the, well, the thing. Guy posted posted the guy posted a picture of the that... rebel flag, and Nick Bosa liked it. And so they're like, "Oh, he's yeah, racist." Yeah, so I mean, like the, the I think a lot of shit is like blown out of proportion. But then I think there's said that he had some uh, hard R words on there that. Oh. Fans aren't too. 
particularly fond of. I don't know. I I don't know if I saw it or not. I think. Well, look at Josh Allen. I don't know. The thing I was worried about with Bosa to me wasn't that. I think it's just because his injury on the senior year. He's not on the team. Sat out. Well, not only to heal up. He just didn't want. He wanted to get stock drafted. Yeah. Stock to go down. I, th- I thought, you know, that was actually a decent move. But then I thought he'd be end up just injury prone and might end up sitting out right away like his brother did, Bosa. Bosa sat out right away until the Chargers met his demands and paid him money. Yeah, I think I think they're both going to be the same. Oh, I don't think shit. the new guys going to have issues with him. If he should, but he already got injured though. In practice, like he strained something, yeah, his hamstring or something. Nothing severe. It wasn't, uh, it's not severe. It's not like a season engine, but they're gonna be light on him and like let him. Well, they need to work him on it. Let him heal. Yeah. Well, they need to work him to where. He's not going to be injured. Like, I think they need to work him out, like, uh, more stretching exercises, stuff like that, in order to get them to, to play decent. But, like, sorry. I think the potential for the 49ers defense is huge. I think their front seven could be amazing. I think they could turn out pretty great. For the defensive side, yes. Uh, they got them. They I mean, got we them got Defo, who is a stud. is a stud. They just picked up Bosa, and well, he got, is pretty they got good. The 49ers ranked uh, if, second behind the Rams. Picked up D Ford. Oh, yeah. I love that pickup. I thought that was pretty good. D Ford is the man. And then they pick up Alexander. Was it the Falcons? Or was it the Chiefs? D4? Okay, Chiefs, yeah. He's Chiefs. Yeah, he's Chiefs. They franchise tagged him and then <laughs> got rid of him. Yeah, I don't understand. Same friend. The Chiefs is always kind of funny. I ain't mad at that. Though. I ain't mad at that, though. I like the D4 pickup. Quan Alexander's coming in. Uh, he had a pretty season engine injury uh, last year on Tampa Bay. But, you know, before that, he was good. Yeah, I do remember that. We didn't do nothing with the secondary. Our secondary did not do too great last year uh, with turnovers. Um, it might help so turn sure. some turnovers. You ain't getting yep. any younger. So that was another player that I thought you were going to have major issues with because you hated him when he played for the Seahawks. I hated him too. I did. I'm not I'm not high on Sherman either. On my bad, I changed his name from Richard Sherman to Loud Ass, you know what. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say the name. Jesus. <laughs> He's like, oh, he's racist. <laughs> but I did it with an A, not, not with the hard R, so I'm good. Yeah, he, uh, 
I don't know. I'm not really high on him either. I'm still bitter about the also, Seahawks uh, bull crap. Sorry, ass quarterback or running or wide receiver like Crabtree. Oh, when he fought with Crabtree. <laughs> like, you're going to try me with a sorry ass receiver like Crabtree. You're going to lose every time. Which is true. I think this, the, sh- the fucking jab that he did against the San Fran fans, fans as a Seahawk kind of pissed me off. I don't like him. But like what I was trying to say earlier, um, you know, when we were talking about the Twitter thing or whatever, well, look at Josh Allen for the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Like he posted like from like 2012 or whatever it was when he was like a freshman in high school or sophomore in high school. He was like, I like to touch little boys' penises and shit. It's like, what the fuck? You know, he has all kinds of like goofy shit on this fucking thing. It's like you don't realize when you're uh, when you're young and dumb some of the stuff. Shit's gonna haunt your ass. It's just like it doesn't make any sense why you would even post something like that. No matter what you post. Like I, I'm, I don't even like posting yeah. pictures of myself, let alone posting about a touch little boy's penis. That just reminds me of uh, that. Speaking of shit that's gonna haunt you, that when you guys drafted Tunsil and they had that video of him yeah, smoking all that weed. Well, I mean, <laughs> he hasn't. Uh, he's. I know, but it's oh, just like yeah, no, I, shit that's going to haunt you. Yeah. It actually helped us. It hurt him, but it helped us because he fell right, right to us. And we needed the left tackle fucking like yeah. no other. So, yeah, I was very, very happy about that. I didn't, wasn't happy about the video, but the memes are fucking pretty funny afterwards. Dolphin with the fucking <laughs> yeah. face mask on, smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> but well brother we're about approaching what is this almost hour two in this fucking podcast so if you want to call it we can do that and then uh okay uh, sounds good we'll man. call it so anyways it was good good talk and hopefully uh with the uh, fans, we'll tune in and like to hear what we have to say about news, future news, and just uh, participate in all of our upcoming uh, pickums. Yeah, and... Be, and you know, just tune in and everything, and we'll just have to when you do, when you stop this, just go ahead and, and upload it into your feed and stuff. It's probably going to take a while for it. To... Yes. Also, uh, if anybody else starts listening to this besides the Pickums, uh, feel free to want to be a guest on our show, uh, no matter where you're from, uh, no matter what fan base you're from. We'd like to hear from other people, other people's opinions about how they feel about their teams or other teams and players and whatnot, just to feel free to join us in our conversation. And also that we're going to try to be – pretty well uh, hands-on with our page too. We'll be interacting with you on the page if you guys post anything on our page. Just anything at we'll all. We'll try to be pretty interactive with you on our page. Uh, give our page a like 
and also feel free to uh, message us and let us know oh, if you yeah. want to be part of the show. We are the B&B Sports Show Podcast, so give us a like on Facebook, like Ben said, so. All right, well, that concludes our podcast for this week. All right. We'll see you guys later. Take it easy, brother. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.